Good morning, everybody. We are live. You're live. I'm live, but Jesus is alive. Well, I've got the Black River. I've got the Black River. I've got the Black River in my soul. Well, I've got joy like a river. I've got joy like a river. I've got joy like a river. My soul, I got praise. Well, I've got praise like a river. I've got praise like a river. I've got praise like a river in my soul. I've got power. I've got power like a river. I've got power like a river. I've got power like a river in my soul. Good to be with you guys this morning. I love it. I got power like a river. And uh, speaking of power, I'm going to have me a little cup of coffee here. Um, so good to have you guys this morning, Denise, Lori. Uh, looks like Lenny. Um, I'm so honored to be part of your family. I want to thank you for allowing me this uh, hour. Um, on Sunday mornings to be a part of your life, a part of um, your family, a part of the family. Maybe you're wa you won't watch this live. Many of you don't. Um, you're not able to. Uh, so you're watching it as a download. But let me explain something to you. Don't ever think that just because you're watching something and it wasn't live, don't ever think that it's not just as powerful as when it was live. Because to God, everything is live. You, do you follow what I'm saying? When God's word speaks, it could have spoken 50 years ago. But when I listen to it now, like I like David Wilkerson. I don't know if you guys know David Wilkerson. He's an old-time preacher. He's already gone on to be with the Lord. He preached hellfire and brimstone. But I, I watch these old preachers from 50 years ago, or I listen to them, and there, the word of God is just as alive then, uh, now, when I'm listening to it, as it was 50 years ago, you see? So, so God is not limited. So when you're watching this as a download or later on, no, the power of God, we pray, is still up on what's going on here. I love you guys. I appreciate you all so much. Um, I, I, what, what we're going to be talking about this morning is why Hollywood hates women. Oh, it's David, why Hollywood hates women, really, on Sunday morning. I want to I land the plane here. I don't want to just talk about why Hollywood hates women. I want to talk about what they're doing, and I want to talk about what women really means to God. Oh, wait a minute. Is this Mother's Day? Mother's Day. Mother's Day is man-made. Every day to God is Mother's Day. Every day to God is Father's Day. You see, God created men and women, and we are offspring of Adam and Eve, and we need to understand uh, how God views uh, fatherhood, motherhood, and how we are as Christians to approach it, to understand it, okay? Um, so I, I want to bring on my wife and uh, my son here. Uh, let me bring on my son, uh, Brent. Uh, good morning. How are you, buddy? Doing good. Dad, how are you? Good, good. Uh, now, you're a millennial. Uh, millennials, you know, 25, 26 years old. Uh, 
How do millennials view mothers, motherhood today, for the most part? Uh, how, how do they look upon motherhood? Well, I mean, I, I think that there's, there's, there's probably a real appreciation for, for, for our mothers. Um, I, I think that um, um, with the, um, with the, the, the uh, attack on, on women, you know, uh, there's, there's been a, um, a, a shift in the, in the perspective of, of women and men in, in our culture. Right. And so, and so I, I think that our, that our generation, um, I think for the most, I mean, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of deconstructionists, you know, within, within millennials, uh, that that's a huge kind of wave within spirituality right now is deconstructing how you grew up. If you grew up more, uh, you know, uh, traditional in a sense, um, instead of, instead of, uh, disentangling your faith, uh, separating truth from error, just deconstructing it. So some of that has to do, um, unfortunately some millennials, you know, push back from their mothers because they, they maybe view their, their mothers as being, you know, strict in, in that regard. Um, but, but yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I'm, I'm going to be talking about this morning, how Hollywood, you know, I come from Hollywood, you lived in Hollywood, of course, cause you're my son. Uh, but how they Hollywood hates the family. They they have destroyed the family, all but destroyed the family. And how they do it is they first take out the the man. They disarm the man. They they uh, they they you know d defame his character. They make him look like a couch potato. He's an idiot. Uh, you know, and 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 some of this is true. I know guys that are like this and it's sad because this is not manhood. It's not how God created men uh, to be. But what he, what Hollywood is doing is it degrades the father and uh, it gets to the mother. And what happens is since the father is such an idiot and a couch potato and a brain dead uh, 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 man, the mother has to take control. So Hollywood shows the mother with authority and how the mother has to step into manhood. And what this does is confuse the children. And now that now you've got everything in disarray. Uh, do you think this has affected your generation of how they watch TV and things on, uh, on uh, the internet and, and looked at, at the family and, you know, motherhood? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I remember growing up and, and watching, you know, um, a, a, a lot of different shows, you know, Sweet Sweet Life of Zach and Cody on Disney Channel, or or these uh, these these different Disney shows that that literally have produced millennials, and it was it was pretty much full of you know having a, a boneless um, uh, father without a backbone, a, a mother who just listened to the kids and didn't really know what she was doing, and then the kids who pretty much ruled the house. You know? Right. So, right. Um, so yeah, and what that does that confuses, right? That's yeah, confusion. And that, that's what the enemy does. The enemy, the enemy often doesn't, you know, he doesn't come in with a pitchfork, right? And, and a red tail, he comes in and he, he's really sly and he distorts the truth and corrupts things. Yeah, that's true. Well, I want to bring on uh, a woman here who uh, I, I want to introduce you to. Uh, this, is, uh, this is your mother. <laughs> oh, thanks. I didn't know. Thanks, thanks for uh, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Shanita, I, I want to, I, and I have to tell you something, Brent, you don't know this, but uh, your mother has, maybe you do know this, but your mother has followed me everywhere 
on the on the face of the planet and in ministry in my career as a filmmaker songwriter she's always supported me uh she's never uh come against uh the things that i've done have, have i lost i think i've lost uh, uh brent and uh uh, Shanita. But anyway, maybe you guys can hear me. And if you can't, um, uh, there you go. You're back again. Yeah. But she has always, always been there for me. And, um, uh, you know, women follow Jesus. Not that I'm putting myself in Jesus' place, but they follow Jesus and they supported him and so forth. So, Shanita, I just want to say thank you publicly this morning for following me, even though I've done some crazy things. And, uh, and thank you for birthing Brent. So. <laughs> I wouldn't be here without her, you know. <laughs> you're you're right. So before we get into it, Shanita, real quick, how has your view changed through the years? We've been married 32 years. Has your has your view changed on women uh, since we got married to today? As far as motherhood, have you learned much? Can you tell me what? We have a, just a moment here. Can you tell me what you were thinking when you first got married, when you were raised, uh, you know, as a young adult before we got married, what you were thinking then and what you think now, how it's different or is it? Hmm. Well, I mean, it is an honor to follow a Titus II man. Easy to follow someone who takes time to listen to the Lord. So I'm very grateful for your leadership. Yeah. And then, of course, Brent. I mean, we can be proud of you, but... Yeah. Uh, okay. So you didn't bring it up. So I will. I will. I'm sorry. So I have to say this. When we got married, everybody, the, the day of the marriage, we got, I got up, I sang a song for Shanita. I think it was Lady. And she got up on the microphone in front, publicly in front of everybody at, at our wedding. And she, and she gave this liberal speech about how women uh, should not be subservient to men of how, you know, they need to stick to their guns and something like that. Am I right, Shanita? I have no idea. I think you recorded it over the wedding video. We were doing on this. You did, and I loved every moment of it because I'm thinking, okay, I, it's interesting that she's saying that because uh, I know that's not what was in your heart, but you had so many of your friends out there and so forth. and. And but but I got to tell you, it doesn't matter what you said at the wedding day. It's really how you've lived your life from that day we got married to today. And uh, and I just so much appreciate you. Thank you for being a Proverbs 31 woman. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to bring you guys back on uh, soon. And yeah. All right. God bless. Thank you. Um, let's see. All right. Here we go. Uh so good, so good to be with you guys. Uh, I, I, I want to talk about why Hollywood hates women, what they're doing to motherhood, motherhood specifically, okay? Uh, because I want to talk about your mother, my mother, your mother's mother, and the mothers to be, the mothers to come if the Lord doesn't come back uh, uh, and doesn't tarry. All right, so... <clears throat> This is for mothers. This is for women out there that work themselves to the bone. All right. You've got a family. And maybe your family is in disarray. Maybe you haven't felt appreciated. 
You carried a child all the way nine months in the womb. What you went through, the pain you went through, the hell you went through, though you loved it, you birthed a child. You, God used you to create a family. And now you look back and you go, where is the love? Where is the respect? Maybe you're in that boat. I want to talk to you this morning. I feel like God's given me a word. I want to share with you. Maybe you're in the boat that you have, you have a family, and your family's together, and you're so fortunate. Great. Grab your children. Hug them. Kiss them. Maybe you're in the boat where you've lost one of your children. No matter where you are as a mother, and by the way, guys, I'm not just talking about women. I'm talking about you because motherhood is not limited to just being a female. And I'm not talking about trans here. I'm talking about the spirit of God and what I'm going to say this morning, what, I, what I'm uh, praying that God will say this morning. Working in Hollywood, I was around so many uh, stars, beautiful people, beautiful women that people would wave palm leaves at because they had this, this beautiful look, because they were a star, because they had a hit movie, or maybe they had a hit song. So people loved them, and they worshipped them, and they wanted to come, and they listened, and they, they hung on to every word that this actress or this uh, singer would say, even though these words were perverted. Most of these actors and actresses in Hollywood, folks, they don't have a clue what they're talking about. A lot of them are controlled by Satan, but yet society listens to every word they say because they're on magazines, because they're on the internet, they're on television, they're on the movie screen, they're well-known, they're beautiful. But I want to talk about the women that will never be on the face of a magazine, that will never be up on the silver screen, but yet you are God's homecoming queen. You are so special to God. You are the backbone of humanity. My mother was the kind of mother she gave everything. My mother wasn't a real huggy, lovey, huggy, wuggy type mother. She did show me a lot of affection physically. That's because her father didn't show her a lot of affection. He was an alcoholic. She came from a tough home. She was a tough cookie, kind of military. But I remember my mother, when I had a, a, a scarlet fever and I was a little boy, I remember her staying up all night long right there with me, putting a rag on my head. As I was burning up with fever, she stayed with me 16, 17 hours, didn't leave my side, held my hand. And then she got up and went to work the next day after she fed the kids and got them off to school. I remember my father had to take off and go get a job in another town because we were hurting financially. I'll never forget it. There were three of us kids at that time. 
My mother was pregnant. There were three pieces of chicken. My mother decided that she hated chicken. So each of us children could have a leg of chicken. And I know my mother loved chicken. She always did. She fried it up for me. But that day, she said, you know, I, I don't like chicken. That was my mother. I want to hear about your mother. I want to hear about someone in your life that has been a mother to you. I want to know the effect they've had on your life. This morning, Lord, we raise up true motherhood. Give us a word. Give mothers wisdom and power. God, take motherhood back. The enemy has tried to hijack it. There's women that can take hamburger helper and turn it into a, a beautiful, beautiful meal. There's mothers that have been so instrumental in birthing children that have grown up to affect thousands, even millions of lives. But do you know who they are? Have we talked about them? Or have we just honored the, 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 the stars and the singers up on the silver screen? Not this morning. This morning we honor God's mothers. God's mothers. I want you to go to uh, John 19, 25, 27. I want to show you how important God is to mothers. As God hung on the cross, he said, David, wait a minute. Jesus hung on the cross. That's right. Jesus was all God and all man. He hung on the cross. They put crown of thorns on his head. They put nails in his hand, nails in his feet. He was bleeding. He was going through excruciating hell. John 19, 25, 27. Verse 25, near the cross of Jesus stood his mother. His mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clophus and Mary Magdalene. There were women standing there with him. When Jesus saw his mother there, now remember, Jesus is hanging on the cross, the pain he's going through. The hell that he's suffering for you and I. But he looks over and he sees his mother. And the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, his mother. And he said, woman, mother, this is your son. And then he said to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, the disciple took her into his home. That's how important mother is to God. That the hanging on the cross, he showed us that all the way to the end, we're to take care of the mothers, we're to honor the mothers. And I want to go back to that scripture because 
standing next to the woman. And by the way, just because he said woman is not a disrespect. You know, we have been taught that now when a man says, hey, woman, hey, woman, come here. That shows some type of, uh, you know, a guy who wears a wife beater shirt and uh, he's a macho guy. No. Jesus is out of respect. Hey, woman, hey, mother, here is your son. Now, who was he talking to? He was talking about the disciple whom Jesus loved. Who was that disciple whom Jesus loved? That was Lazarus, who he raised from the dead. Because in that scripture, he talks about this is disciple, this is the disciple whom Jesus loved. So I believe it was Lazarus standing next to his mother. He's saying, Lazarus, take my mother. Mother, this is your son. Unite, even though you are not flesh and blood. Spiritually, you are. So, folks out there, when you see a woman, when you see someone struggling, guys, listen to me. Even women, listen to me. Spiritually, we're to take them in. We're to, to help them. We're to honor them. We'll talk about honoring your father and mother. Exodus 12, 2012, Exodus 2012, honor your father and mother. Listen to me, kids, young people, even older people, if you still have mothers and fathers a lot. Honor your mother and father so that you may live along, long in the land the Lord your God has given you, given you. Let me say that again. Honor, honor your father and mother. You may not agree with them. You may not even believe in some of the things they're doing, but honor them. So what? So that you may live long in where? The land God has given you. See, one of our problems is we haven't honored our mother and father because somehow we don't believe in what they're saying. Well, maybe we don't, but we still honor them. We wonder, why are we miserable? Why are we not happy in the land which, of which we live? We have to go back and honor our father and mother. I didn't honor my father the way I was supposed to. In his latter years, he, something happened to his brain, his mind. He would sit and watch TV all day. He was in his 60s, wasn't in good health. And he'd sit there staring at the TV. I'd come in and say, Dad, what's on television? He'd go, well, oh, I, I don't know. See, he wasn't watching TV. He was thinking crazy stuff in his head. The demons got a hold of his brain. I didn't understand this at the time, folks. I didn't know it. Even though I was a Christian, I was doing music ministry, no one told me about demon, about how demons could come into somebody's mind and infect them and take them over. No one told me. So I didn't know. This was many years ago. So instead of helping my father, instead of honoring him, I came against him. I said, Dad, Dad, how can you sit and just watch TV? You're just wasting your life. Meanwhile, the demons are wreaking havoc on my father instead of me standing up at like, a, like a man like I should have done and helping my father and honoring him and dealing with those demons, those dirty demons and casting them back into hell instead of doing that. I questioned my dad. I judged him. 
I didn't stand with him like he stood with me when I was a child. Do you guys have any of that pain? Do you feel any of that in your life toward your parents? If you could, I want to see it in chat. If you could just do it and go back for one day and say, Dad, I'm so sorry. Mama, Mama, forgive me. I want to do it different this time. I know we can't go back and I know we shouldn't think about it, but I'm saying honor your father and mother because what you do toward your father and mother, you will live with the rest of your life. If you honor them, you'll live with it. If you dishonor them, you will live with it. If you're a true child of God. Second, first Timothy five, two older women, once you treat older women as mothers, a letter to Timothy and Paul, treat older women as mothers. Here, let me say it again. Treat older women as mothers. Respect them. Doesn't mean that they are your mother in the flesh. You're to treat them as mothers. And treat younger women as what? Sisters. See, this dating thing has gotten crazy, folks. There's no such thing as dating. You have guys, you have girls. You have friendship. Then you decide to spend the rest of your life together. But meanwhile, treat the younger women as what? Sisters. Guys, would you ever toward your sister, God forbid, ever have a sexual thought? Or even try to make a sexual advance toward your sister? That's how you're to treat girls in general. I wish I knew this. I wish someone would have told me. Treat them what? With absolute purity. It doesn't know. You don't put them on a pedestal. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm, And I forgot my tissue this morning. I'm sorry. I'm drooling all over everybody. You treat younger women as sisters. With absolute purity. I don't mean put them on a pedestal. I mean, just treat them with dignity. That's all. Not waving palm leaves. Just treat them as a human being, but with respect. My mother, uh, she didn't have much education. No, she didn't even finish high school. Thank you. She neither heard me say Kleenex. Now I do. She gave me some. Thank you. But she didn't finish high school. And my mother was a beautiful woman, but she didn't think she was beautiful. She, uh, of course, didn't have much money. And uh, wrote a song about her. But I also want to dedicate this song to you. I want to dedicate it to your mother. And I want to dedicate it to my wife. And I just feel like this morning, we need to understand the importance of mothers, the importance of women in general. Folks, a lot of times we get caught up in these things about we're going to deal with demons, we're going to uh, heal, we're going to 
you know, we've got power and all of this is true and all of this is very important. But I'm telling you right now, fatherhood and motherhood is the foundation, the foundation to our approach to our life as a Christian. Now, it's not the foundation of Christianity. Jesus Christ is that. But it is our foundation of how we approach our faith. The song I wrote called Proverbs 31.1. Like I said, I wrote it originally about my mom, but I want to dedicate it to you guys and my wife. She don't have much education. She never But you'll find more wisdom in her little finger than all the universities. She has no fortune or fame. You won't see her name in high fashion magazines. But if you ask any angel up in heaven, they'll tell you they'd give anything for her wings. Cause she's a Proverbs 31 woman. Heaven's homecoming queen. Oh, when she takes this poor boy by the hand. Makes him feel like a king. I love you, Proverbs 31 woman. I wanna shout it out to the world. Oh, thank you, oh Lord. Thank you for giving me a Proverbs woman. A Proverbs 31. She's late to bed, early to rise. She works hard all day long. Sometimes it rains, but she never complains. Poor faith is strong. There's two things that I'd like to say to my Lord when I get to heaven above. Thank you for sending sweet Jesus and the Proverbs woman to love. I love my Proverbs 31 woman. Your heaven's homecoming queen How when you take this poor boy By the hand You make me feel like a king I love you, Proverbs 31 woman I want to shout it out to the world Lord, I thank you Blessing me with my wife. Oh, that Proverbs 31 girl. Yeah, Proverbs 31 girl.
don't need no mansion on a hill. I don't want no silver Just give me peace on earth and a proverb woman to hold. There's two things that I'd like to say to my Lord when I get to heaven above. Thank you for sending sweet Jesus. And the Proverbs moment love. And the Proverbs moment love. Love you, Proverbs 31, woman. How important are women? We need to understand that along with women comes the birthing of children. The womb is so important to God. I want you to go to Jeremiah 1 5. Jeremiah 1 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. Now, let me explain this. Before I formed you in the womb, I believe this is not before I formed you in the womb. It's just. He knew Jeremiah before he was in the womb, but then when he was in the womb, he formed him. Do you see? It says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So he knows us before we were even formed. We existed before the body was created. But then what happened is he formed Jeremiah in the womb. The body, who you know as Jeremiah, who I know as Jeremiah, the prophet. The womb is where God creates the human beings that's birthed out so that you and I can know more about God. Without you being born, I wouldn't know God the way that I know God. And I'd like to think without me being born, maybe you wouldn't. Because we support one another. <laughs> the womb is so important. That's where you were set apart. That's where I was set apart. Folks, it's not by accident that you're here this morning. You're here because you were set apart. You were supposed to be here listening to this. I was supposed to be here saying this and listening to this or God speaking to us and through us. Why? Because we're set apart. I don't know why. I mean, if you looked at my past, what I've done, where I've been, the things I think, God, I have no right. I don't deserve to be here with you. I don't deserve to preach God's word, to represent God. But because God set me apart, because in spite of me, because he, his son hung on the cross and the blood of Jesus cleansed my sin, I have every right to be here. And so do you. I'm going to go on and read verse 6. The Lord sovereign, sovereign Lord said, Jeremiah was talking, having a conversation with God, and you and I have conversations. 
He said, I, I don't know how to speak. I'm too young. But then the Lord said to me, do not say I'm too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whether, whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Don't worry about what you need to do. If God gives you the vision, he'll give you the provision. He will put the words in your mouth. He created you. He set you apart. Verse 9, then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I point you over nations and kingdoms to uproot, tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. Mother, listen to me. Young girl, listen to me. Grandmother, listen to me. God is saying, I've appointed you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and to tear down and to destroy and to overthrow and to build and to plant. He has chosen you in these last days to tell the truth, to carry the gospel, to uproot, to tear down the religious system, to show people the truth. You say, David, what does that have to do with a mother? Let's back up. Did we forget what we read in, in Jeremiah 1, verse 5? Talking to Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. But then God went and formed him in the womb to do these things. But how could he ever form Jeremiah in a womb if a womb did not exist? Mother, you are so important because not only do you carry the gospel, the gospel is formed inside of you. Let me say that again. Not only do you carry the gospel into the world, but the gospel is formed in you. Scripture says that God wants our offspring to be godly. That's what scripture says. We say, David, I, I haven't had children. God has not blessed me. I'm barren. Let me explain something to you. You have a spiritual womb. I'm talking to the women out there that have not had children, not been able to get, uh, to get pregnant. Maybe you did, but you lost your child. You've never had a child. I'm talking to you right now. You have a spiritual womb. Because you're a mother to God. You don't need to have a child to be a mother. You are a mother to God. And I don't mean you're God's mother. I mean, to God, you are a mother. Because God is sending people has people into your life that you could in a spiritual you can be a part of their creation as, as a Christian teach them comfort them so mother don't ever think that because you have not had a child that you are not a mother you are just as much a mother as someone that has, has had 20 children.
You have a spiritual womb. You're birthing a, a Jeremiah. And mothers, listen to me out there. Maybe you have children that are astray. They, they, you, you say, but well, David, I, my child just doesn't know God. I, I raised them that way. They just don't. Let me say something to you. I'm believing that child will, will return. We're going to be praying about that this morning. I'm believing that child will return. You've planted seeds inside that child. When that child was in your womb, God was forming that child. He chose you to have that specific child. It wasn't by accident. There was a reason for that. Don't you give up hope. Because I'm believing that child's going to come back. Child's going to come back. Go to Psalms 139, 13 through 16. Psalms 139, 13 through 16. For you formed me in my, my inward parts. You knitted me together in my womb. David's talking to, to God. You created me. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance, and your book was written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. Listen to me. This is important. The womb is where God starts. The person God knows before the person is created in the womb, but it's where God starts. That's the beginning. Without the womb, there is no beginning. Now, God could snap his fingers and children could be born without women. We know that. We understand that. But God created that as a design. That the womb is so important because that's where God designs the prophets, designs the very one that could lead a nation into victory, into God's victory. I want to sing a song this morning, "'Tis So Sweet." to trust in Jesus. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. You know, let me tell you something supernaturally. I have never sang this song before in my life until about an hour ago. God laid it in my brain. He said, David, I want you to do this song. I said, Lord, I've never sang this song. I don't know it. I've heard it. I've never sang it. I've never played it on the guitar. But I played it, and it was supernatural. I said, how do I know this? It's not me. I, I have, listen, there's nothing about me that, that is spectacular. I, I, I'm mediocre in every way. But when God speaks through you and through me, we become 
uh, extraordinary human beings because of God, what God does. But he was able to let me sing the song. I want to sing it not for you. I'm going to sing it with you because I hope you sing it with me. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. There's a reason God wants to sing, sing this song this morning. I just feel it in my heart. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus Just to take Him at His word Just to rest upon His promise And to know the same the Lord Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I proved Him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, what place to trust Him more. Now that's it right there, you see. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him. How I proved him o'er and o'er. How I proved him. What does that mean? That means God's given us the power when we use it. We're proving to the world there is a Jesus. When God gives us the words, remember how he did with Jeremiah? He says, I will put in your mouth the words you need to have. That's the proof. Jesus, Jesus. Oh, here we go. Oh, how sweet to trust in Jesus, just to trust his cleansing blood. And in simple faith, Plunge me neath the healing cleansing flow. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, how I trust you, how I prove you already. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus. Oh, for grace to trust Him more. Let's do the last verse. I'm so glad I've learned to trust you. I'm so glad I've learned to trust you. Precious Jesus, Savior and friend. And I know Thou art with me, will be with me until the end. Jesus, 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 how I trust you, how I proved you, Lord, oh Jesus, Jesus. Precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust Him 
Jesus, Jesus, how I trust you. That song really touched me. I want to bring um, uh, Brent and uh, uh, on here. Uh, hey, Brent. Hey. So I don't know if you were able to hear some of the words that I spoke, but or hopefully God spoke, but is there anything you would like to say pertaining to anything that was said this morning? Well... Yeah, I mean, I, I think you you shared some really great things. Um, yeah, no, I, there's nothing nothing huge I want to add to it. Um, yeah, you know, I the scripture talks about how we're to treat women. Uh, we're to treat older women as mothers, uh, as, as mothers. I'm kind of paraphrasing, uh, with respect and honor, and we're to treat. Um, younger women, because I know you're single, as sisters, right? Yeah. As sisters. What do you think about that, treating younger women as sisters? Because I know that, you know, you date, and obviously you're a young guy. Um, is there uh, something you want to say about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I feel like I've had a lot of experience in that. I mean, I was in a long-term relationship pretty close to getting married and then that, that fell through. And, um, and so I've been single for like two and a half years now. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you've, you've, you, you were just encouraging me when, you know, we were hanging out a few weeks ago to, uh, I think when I was, you know, before I, I had, uh, uh, been dating, I was maybe a lot more, uh, interactive with, 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 females just as friends you know and then because I, I, I dated I was like pushed off every girl except when I was dating and then getting out of that you know I've still kind of had that that attitude but um but you know if, if I if I look at other you know girls my age as, as my sisters as I treat my sisters because I have four sisters you know then then you treat them with um with a lot of honor and respect and just you know I I definitely want to be there for them to, you know, just as protection in a sense. It's kind of an older brother. And, um, uh -huh. Yeah, so, I mean, it says treat them like sisters. You know, when you're around your sisters, you don't think sexuality. You don't even yeah. think boy and girl. You're, you're just treating them as human beings, right? I mean, yeah. Um, and I think that's the way we can look at it as a young person dating. I wish I would have known that. My whole life would have been changed. Um, and uh, also it says, honor your mother and father, uh, honor your mother and father so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. So God gives us things. And this is something I've had to learn. God, the land isn't just a physical land. It's the space in which you operate. But it can be land. It, it can be land, too. But if we don't honor our father and mother, even though we don't understand them or maybe agree with them. But if we don't honor them, we can't live the way God wants us to live in the land which he's given us. What do you say? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of course, that 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 verse was originally given when when God had given, uh, you know, the, the, the land of Israel and beyond what he promised to Abraham to um, to to the offspring of, of Jacob. And so and so obedience would would have them keep the land, but disobedience would get them kicked out of the land you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so that's where we're at right now. We're not, we're not in the land. We're dispersed because of, of disobedience. 
Um, so, uh-huh. yeah. But don't you think that because Hollywood's trying to destroy the family, that we as Christians need to go back and understand what really that means, honoring uh, the mother, honoring the father, honoring women in general? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We we've because of Western culture, you know, we we don't have a very good. We we approach the Bible like wrong you know when when yeshua jesus comes back he's not going to come back as a western guy he's going to come back very middle eastern eastern culture and and eastern culture is based on honor and shame right so so that that whole theme runs throughout the bible um so it's like we've we've missed that um we've missed the whole idea of honor uh yeah um, so yeah yeah. exactly um okay brent well god bless you thank you for being here um yeah next i'm gonna bring on I'm going to bring on your mother. But uh, anyway, God bless you. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Love you. Love you. All right. Um, Let me see if I can bring Shanita. There we go. All right. There she is, the Proverbs 31 woman. How are you? (laughs) I'm just so thankful to have Brent on. I appreciate you including him. Yeah. Um, yeah, amazing, amazing young man, uh, honored to be his father. Um, so Shanita, uh, what kind of praise reports do we have? What kind of prayer requests do we have? We have a few minutes here. Well, last week we'd asked everyone to pray for the teen apologetics event we went to, and I was just blown away. Uh, It it is fantastic to see so many young people from all over the country committed to learning how to present the gospel effectively and how to communicate and And then I have a praise report from across the pond. There's a family who is suffering and struggling, and yet in the midst of that, they are wanting to reach out to the homeless to find a way to buy socks in bulk to give to the needy people in their community. Wow. And I'm I'm just so touched for people who are hurting. And, And then we are praying this week for um, Betty, for Kay, for Mira, for Callum, for Stella, for Wendy, for Tom, and any other prayer requests that you want to send in, go ahead and send them to admin at davidhevener.tv. Our team meets tomorrow night to pray. Absolutely. And also, too, Shanita, uh, we're encouraging people to go to davidhevener.tv and sign up if they're not members. Uh, we have like over 900 videos on there and we're coming out with that. episode one of last evangelist is on there, but we're also asking, uh, telling people that episode two is coming out. It's about exposing the vaccine. Um, uh, David TV, uh, please, you guys go sign up. And also Shanita, a couple other things. Uh, if people want to sign up to be part of our family, the church here, they can go to David TV forward slash family. Right. And just correct. Mm-hmm. Just so we know who you are. Um, and also to one last thing, folks, um, if you want to donate to the ministry, you can go to davidhevener.tv forward slash give, or you can uh, text the word chosen to 91999, or you can call, what's that number, Shanita, they would call? 844-806-0006. Okay, 0006. Okay. All right. Thank you, Shanita. I appreciate you. God bless you. My pleasure. I love you. Okay, I love you guys. We're gonna go to the Lord. We're gonna um, we're asking God to not asking. We're expecting. We're believing God to heal this morning. We're we're believing God 
to deliver. There's, there's going to be deliverance this morning, healing this morning, restoration this morning among God's people. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Every word that came out of Shanita's mouth, even ones that couldn't get to Shanita. Right now, God, we are your people. We stand before you. And you know that we have needs. We don't even need to tell you what they are. But we do. God, we want to be here for you. And just like you've been here for us. First of all, Father, we repent. We get on our knees. In our church, your church, there is an altar. We bow before you and we say that we're sorry. Forgive us of our sins. We stand on the blood of Jesus. Thank you for sending your son. Right now, Father, I'm commanding a healing. We are commanding a healing over each and every person out there that has something malfunctioning in their body. Your children right now, there's miracles happening as your children are being healed right now. Women, men, children, grandmothers, grandfathers, aunts, uncles, we're commanding that healing right now in Jesus' name. We're coming against addictions, the demon of addiction. I command you in Jesus' name, the demon of perversion, the demon of lust, the demon of loneliness. We command you, the demon of unforgiveness, we command you in Jesus' name. You're to leave. We cast you into the pits of hell. We thank you, Father, for transferring the power that your son had to us, that we're able to cast out demons, heal the sick, raise the dead, and preach the truth. Show us, Father, show us how to use the power in which you've given us. I'm praying for the families out there that need restoration. Right now, God, I'm asking for a miracle. There's a woman out there that's been listening, and her family is in shambles. I'm asking for a miracle of a restoration in her family, not just her family, but all families of everyone that is part of this family listening. I'm asking for a miracle, God, that you're supernaturally bringing people back together. Father, there's mothers out there that have felt lonely, neglected, but you're now putting upon them your crown supernaturally. You're, you're, you're crowning them homecoming queen, letting them know how valuable they are. For the first time, there's, there's mothers out there and women that have this blanket of hope over them, this comfort, this love. It's supernatural. Thank you, God, for, for giving that. Thank you for being with us. Because it's so sweet to trust in you. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Tis so sweet to call upon his name. Because he is Lord. He is Lord, yeah, He is Lord. You have risen.
from the dead, oh, and you are Lord. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Perhaps you're listening for the first time ever. You say, David, I, I didn't know that Jesus was Lord, but now I do. And I want to confess that right where you are, right where you are. You just say, Father, I'm a sinner. And I know the only way to you is through your son. God, I believe that you sent him to die for me. If you pray that prayer, your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You have eternal salvation. I didn't write that. That's God. That's God's contract with us. That's his promise. You say, David, I'm, I've been a prodigal. I've, I played religion, but I, I haven't really been walking with God. Right now, I want to rededicate my life right where you are, with tears running down your face. God, your children are coming home, your prodigal sons, your prodigal daughters. God's opening his arms for you. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess, that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. I want to thank you all for being with me this morning. For those of you that are new, you can reach us at david at davidheavener.tv. Put in the subject line, pray for me. We want to pray for you. That's what we do, okay? Uh, if you would like to support the ministry, like I said earlier, just go to davidheavener.tv forward slash give, or you can call 844-806-0006. We have these, I call them tools, that we want to get you all because it helps support the ministry too, but it's really to support you. I wrote this book on how to use your true power in these last days. Consider this book. Um, I think it'll really help you. It's not the Bible. It does not replace the Bible, but it's, it's words I believe God's given me to help us use our true power. If you want to know how you've been brainwashed, mind control, read this. It deals with satanic ritual abuse, um, uh, astral projection, sleep paralysis. All, I mean, so much. Uh, get this book. And then, of course, our DVD, Eight Hours of Footage with me, L.A. Marzulli, the late Russ Dizdar, uh, Urban Baxter, Michael Lake, Lisa Haven. goes on Eight hours of Antichrist in the one world government, the Illuminati. I mean, it, it, it gives you tools, folks. Uh, this is uh, the Last Evangelist uh, DVD, episode one. Uh, we have uh, band videos on the back of it. Please consider picking a copy of this up. You can go to davidheavener.tv forward slash order, or you can, again, call 844-806-0006. If you would like to support Last Evangelist, TV series and you'd like to pray for us and maybe donate, uh, just go to lastevangelist.com. 
All right. I love you guys. I appreciate you all. I'll see you tomorrow night, Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, remember, you never really lived. You found someone worth dying for. That's Christ Jesus. God bless you all. Happy Mother's Day.